Everybody. Welcome to another episode of That's So Kvetch, where we talk about Torah, dating, and everything in between. So I know that I have had guests on the past two episodes, but I kind of wanted to switch it up and have guests sometimes and have just me being able to speak candidly to you guys. So today we're just going to do that. And I have a bunch of different ideas in my head. So I just want to share where I'm coming from right now. I had my birthday this week and I also had a birthday party last Saturday night and a bunch of people came over and then we went down to Haswell afterwards and last night, which was my birthday, um, I had the actual birthday. I went to drinks and dinner and then we went to, me and a few friends went to this really cool place where you go and break stuff. Like, <laughs> literally, you just go to a place and there's a big metal room and you put on gear and you throw things at the walls and... Um, and smash things and it's surprisingly very cathartic and fun and makes you realize that you are a violent person inside but nevertheless was very fun and I've just been so grateful to everybody to just my friends to all my birthday wishes just really been feeling blessed and lucky and loved and I'm just embracing that feeling wholeheartedly today and this week and this month and I also find it's just been really fun whenever you talk to anyone new or old like to tell them that it's your birthday. I highly encourage if it's your birthday to tell them and get excited about it because people just get excited for you and then it's just all fun times and I just like have been really been entertained by telling people that it's my birthday but also don't worry it's my birth month and like I think the hype is just contagious so that's what happened. Also the podcast went public which is very exciting that I have now bared my soul to the entire world and it's fine because you know life is short and I feel like podcasts are just so accessible that anyone who wants to start one can start one and shouldn't be judged for that and so I'm just feeling messy and all over the place but in a really good way and I'm just happy that you'll you're listening to this tonight so Basically, we're talking about birthdays, boys, and being yourself. That's what the title of the podcast is. Forgive my cliche-ness, but I love alliteration. So whenever I get the chance to put like three things in a row that have the same letter in the front, my heart is just like, ah, like this is just what I live for. So the boys updates, you know, I've gone on dates recently. I've like some have gone well and some haven't, you know, like it's just day in the life you go on a date it goes well and then you never hear back or whatever that didn't happen to me anyways I'm saying it's just day in the life you're going on dates you're doing the thing um I actually had to I actually had to like turn someone down um I know that makes me sound so annoying but I'm saying like everyone has experienced like when you think someone's really nice but you just don't feel it with them so like and it's hard to be the person to to do that especially when you like feel really bad so I felt really bad about it for a while and that kind of got me down um 
especially on my birthday, like, I was just like, wow, like, I'm so mean. How could I do that? Anyways, anyways, that was a tangent. But all of these recent happenings, the good and the bad have made me realize a catch-22 about men, which is that guys you don't want want you, and guys you do want don't want you, or they play games. But I've just seen it between me and my friends and just people all around and even in movies, it's like, oh, why is it that the guy that I want so badly doesn't want me, but the guy that I don't want is like knocking on my door, like, you know, there's always like, oh, like, just go for this guy, like, he likes you, it's easy, it works, like, he he respects you and then, you know, you're going for these guys that just like aren't doing that. And I saw this quote online that was just so great um, by Charles Bukowski. And I just felt like it was so funny. Okay, he goes, I don't like the clean shaven boy with the necktie and the good job. I like desperate men, men with broken teeth and broken minds and broken ways. They interest me. They are full of surprises and explosions. And it kind of just made me think that like, maybe the reason that girls fall for these guys is because it's like they definitely want like an element of excitement and like it's just not it's just frankly boring to be with someone that you're not like so into but at the same time ideally you find someone that you're into is interesting and is also a nice guy but somehow it just feels like that doesn't always happen it's just not that easy and so I've definitely been in situations like this before where like guys I want I feel like don't want me or they're playing games and Sometimes the games are like traditional games, like, oh, like, haha, like, I don't want you, I don't know, whatever, Tra whatever you perceive as traditional dating games, but sometimes the games are kind of hidden. And so the way that I use to describe this, let me introduce you to the concept of the people lover. Basically, the people lover is someone who is friends with a lot of people and is super, super nice. So you become friends with them and you think you're really special because they're so nice to you, but then you realize that they just are a people lover and that they're just nice to everybody and that you're not any special and that it's not because you exude some charm that other people don't, but it's just because this person is genuinely someone who loves people and that's why they're nice to you as well. And this is like a very sad realization to have and I wanted to just share a quick story from a couple summers ago with a guy that um whatever I was friends with him and we were in this I just feel the summer is just a time where everyone is in a different world like it's a fantasy world it's sunny out everyone is happy and it's just a time for summer flings to happen obviously so basically we started a whatsapp group together and in it we like had all these activities and it was just a whole month of concerts and nights out and just like wild times and like lots of fun. And I had this really chill internship where I basically did no work, but like because I was in college, I thought like, oh, I'm like still doing work. But like now that I have a real job or at least, you know, whatever, now that I have a job, it just seemed whatever. Bottom line is I didn't do anything at this. It was the chillest summer, funnest time. And I would hang out with him all the time and like slowly obviously I caught feelings I was like wow like I'm hanging out with him all the time like my life is a roller coaster like it was to the point where like we would hang out at night and then like in the morning he would be like oh like let's catch the sunrise and I'd be like "Ooh, like I dare you or it was it was horrible um so one day ultimately we spent like a whole day together we went to 
see some street art. We went to buy Chloe and like we were sitting there and I remember we were, t I was eating pesto pasta and he was, and we were talking about how avocados, like where they come from and like how they all come from Mexico and like where the best ones come from, etc. And also we were talking about like dry cleaners, how I like discovered way too late in the game that there's no such thing as a machine that's dry cleaning. It's like they use at they use chemicals and I thought it was like a special dry cleaning machine that cleans your clothes dryly which is crazy and then I left the day and my friend texted me I'm like oh my god my life is crazy like let me just tell you this guy like we're hanging out all the time like I was sort of sort of sort of sadly certain that it was gonna be a thing um and then I went to Israel for a month and I came back and like it wasn't a thing and I was so sad and I saw him and I like observed this dude and I'm sorry if this dude is listening because he's a really great guy so you know after all that happened I was totally he was totally forgiven by me but the point is he I came back and I realized when I saw him being nice to girl after girl after girl after girl that he was a people lover and it was then that I coined this term and ever since then I'll be talking to people and I'll be like oh he's so nice like oh like what a sweet boy and then I'll have a moment where I have to be careful with myself and think is this guy a people lover am I special or are they just someone who is super nice so it's weird because you kind of have to be careful of like nice people and be aware that nice people have an agenda of being nice to everyone and that's something to look out for if you like them and I'm just saying that the lesson here is to be careful and don't fall too fast and I think that that's a fine lesson and you know it's cute to be a hopeless romantic until it bites you in the butt and you're just a hopeless person so I only bring this story to say that if you know of someone who's like this that and you're someone who happens to find yourself to be a hopeless romantic that why not just be careful because, you know, you might get screwed over. But anyways, the story is really I'm just bringing it up to laugh at myself and like to laugh at the hilarity that is getting deceived. And I know you guys are thinking like, oh, it's like not a funny story. Like that's actually really depressing, Rebecca, that you liked someone and it didn't work out. But, you know, it's a story and it has its fun parts. And like, I look back at bad things that happen to just think like oh like that sucked but also like wasn't like that little part like that day that we spent together was a great ass day and like just because it didn't work out in the end doesn't mean that it wasn't a great freaking day so I just like to hold on to the good things that happened and then dispel the bad and turn them into cathartic moments on my podcast so back to birthdays and the reflection I had this like really intense moment on the morning of my birthday where I was like wow like my friends kept saying like oh you oh like it's the birthday blues don't worry like and I was like no I am not upset this is not the birthday blues and I was just pushing them so far so hard that obviously they hit me and so on the morning of I was just thinking I like had this really intense moment I was like so acutely aware of the time and the place that I was in my life um, that I'm, you know, turned 24 and that this is the year that I want to try to move to Israel and that I have all these plans and like, oh, like, am I going to switch my job? And just thinking about all my outside friendships with people and how things have changed and how the different people that I've come close with and even just how internally I've changed so much. And it was 
also a moment of like appreciation for how far I've come because I think that I've gone through a lot of like feelings like not confident in myself and just like making myself into someone I'm not and like I've dated people where I feel like I hid parts of myself and I had this whole thing I was like oh I'm chill like I'm the chillest like but really I just wasn't being honest with what I needed and like I've just come such a long way from that and like I find that when I go on dates now and just like meet people in general I'm so much more um I'm so much more confident in the person that I am and I don't apologize for certain things like I'll just say candidly how I really feel and there's a way to talk about who you are without being so self-conscious and it just I feel like it's taken me so much time like with the whole chill girl thing I used to be so ashamed of like the things that I needed in a relationship and now I'm much I just like I joke about it all the time I'm like oh yeah like no one's really a chill girl like don't deceive yourself and it's true and another thing like I've been self-conscious in the past about my art and like I know that sometimes people expect like really cool technical amazing things especially on dates someone says like oh you're an artist like oh like impress me and you know if you guys follow any of my art you know it's just like more conceptual simple things that and I'm just trying to reach my audience through these drawings and I used to be embarrassed and I would sort of say like yeah I'm graphic design but like I like to do this stuff but now I'm just like yeah it's it's a mixture between cartooning and conceptual drawings and I'm always trying new things and I'm not ashamed of what I'm trying to do out here and you know junior year of college when I was studying for finals one time I had this epiphany that sort of stemmed from like um, like I was I was like emotionally hungover it was a weird time but I was like wow Rebecca you are going to be you for the rest of your life and and that just hit me so hard um and really this podcast is all about me sharing myself to you in that hopes that if there's any part of you that sees yourself in me and laughs and says to yourself like wow I cannot believe she has the guts to do this and say this if when you listen and my words and what you hear that that you feel that like oh I'm not alone in this then I've accomplished my goal and yes I do this podcast for me but I also do it for us and if and to feel connected with my audience so in this lonely age of like phone screens and everything like I'm here to talk to connect about how I'm feeling so that you also feel comforted and that's really my piece and so really my point is here through this whole like birthday reflection thing is just to really embrace the mess that you are and Jessica Deutsch puts it really well in this quote that she has um, in her book the story the, what's it called it's something like the kishkas of my soul if you don't know Jessica Deutsch she's an artist she's great she's like my spiritual role model I just love her stuff I like to follow it um, and the quote is, more so than your religious practice, I would love to hear the details of your spiritual mess. And I just think, like, the moment that I had on my birthday that was a little depressing and, like, intense was also very fulfilling because it was then that I realized how much, like, I embrace who I am and, like, how... I don't embrace like the parts of myself that are perfect, but I embrace the parts of myself that are imperfect and hold on to those and say like, 
wow, like I am a complex, deep, multifaceted person. I can't be boxed into one thing and I can't just be like whoever the world wants me to be. And I wanted to finish my whole embrace your mess piece with this quote that I found online by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And without further ado, for what it's worth, it's never too late or in my case, too early to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Stop whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. And I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you never felt before. I hope you meet people with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. If you find that you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Isn't that just such a beautiful quote, guys? Oh my god. I read it, I'm like, ugh. Oh. It just sums up everything that I feel when it comes to identity and how you can decide to be someone one day and then the next day decide that's not me anymore. That doesn't fit my role and that's not who I want to be. And I just want everyone to listen to this and feel like you have it in you to be whoever you want to be. And I know that I have confidence issues. I'm obviously not perfect, but like every once in a while you have to notice that like you've come a long way and like there are parts of yourself that you used to be really awkward about that you're not anymore and I wanted to talk about this yogi tea quote I know like please laugh at me for this moment that really really changed my impression my like thoughts on this um and then I'll just wrap that up but basically when I used to like or not used to but like in general when I meet people at like Shabbat meals or like in somewhere where I'm meeting someone new I'll talk to them and like I find myself when I'm in my head thinking like oh like what can I say to this person that's going to impress them that's going to make them think like I'm on their level and like I get their humor and I get their intelligence level um, and I found myself like always kind of feeling so awkward and stuck and then one day and I read yogi tea quotes and I'm usually like oh my god this is annoying but this one spoke to me in the moment and it said speak to impress yourself not others and I thought about it wow I really like speak in these meals to impress other people and not to impress myself but then I started kind of like I, I whatever this yogi tea quote hit me I was like I'm gonna try this and then the next time when I was at a meal and someone said something to me and I was thinking about how like what should I say to make them think I'm cool on their terms I was like you know I actually like don't know so much about that but like it sounds cool like tell me more as opposed to like oh like let me state this one fact that I know about what you're talking about and be like "Ooh, isn't that crazy like no I was just like yeah I don't know about that and like that's cool and that's fine and like that was like the first time that I really like admitted to it and then like it kind of started like snowballing from there and I just stopped trying to be someone that like I couldn't really be and like I sort of have this like insecurity that I'm like not smart enough for other people and that I can like never measure up to other people's intelligence but like when you speak to impress yourself and like just say the things that you know that you're proud of saying you come off so differently and I just find that like after this like lol sorry yogi tea quote 
I'm really just a much more confident person at meals. So, and just in general, like when I meet people, I don't think about how they're perceiving me. I think about how I am and they say, oh, how was that experience? I'm like, it was great. And I don't think about, oh, you, oh, look at you. Like you're coming off so excited, like settle back. Like, don't be like that. I just stopped that. Um, and I'm just grateful to that quote for giving me that feeling. Um, I feel the need to be apologetic about my like overly excited mood tonight, but also, like I said, it was my birthday yesterday. It's my birth month. Like this is a great time to be alive. Thank God, except for the terrible news on the news that we're not going to go into because that's not what this podcast is about. I wanted to finish off the podcast by talking about this amazing woman named Yalta. Me and my friend Sarah have had this on and off chavruta where we cover like stories of women in the Talmud and basically I have a book called Women in Talmud in the Talmud. Um, let me just tell you what the book who wrote it, Rabbi Aaron Ellie Glott, MD. I guess he was a doctor um, or something like that. Maybe he has a master's degree in something else that I don't know about. I should check it out. And so the story of Yalta goes as follows. And just to give some context on Yalta, uh, she's the wife of Rav Nachman and a third generation Babylonian Amora, the daughter of the Reish Galuta, the leader of the Jewish people in the diaspora. And so one time, Rav Nachman and his wife, Yalta, hosted the sage, Ula. After eating, Rav Nachman honored Ula with the recital of grace after meals, Birkan Mazon. It's a mitzvah to recite the grace on a cup of wine and then share it with the meal participants. This cup of wine is called the Kos Shel Bracha, cup of blessing. After finishing the blessings, Ula sent the cup of wine down the table to Rav Nachman for him to partake in the mitzvah. Rav Nachman said, let the cup of wine be sent to my wife, Yalta. Ula responded that it wasn't necessary because a wife receives the blessing from the Kos Shalbracha via her husband partaking of the drink. Since the cup had already been given to Rav Nachman, it would be wasteful to give Yalta a drink as well. Now, when Yalta heard Ula's response, she became angry, went down to the wine cellar and broke not one, not two, not three, but 400 barrels of wine. Recognizing his mistake, Ula sent another cup of wine to her with an appeasing message. But Yalta rebuffed him, saying, All your words are as meaningless as a peddler's tale. Brachot 51b. Wow, Yalta is wilding, going crazy. Don't worry. The question is, how could she get so angry? Like, this woman of such impeccable stature was just so upset like in acting in such an irrational fashion breaking 400 freaking bar barrels of wine was she really that great of a woman i have to ask and and the maharsha explains that in fact she was appropriately upset that the coast shalbracha wasn't sent to her and that what she did came from the purest of motives that it was from her desire to participate in this great mitzvah of having the koshal bracha and she wanted to show how angry she was that clearly so he wouldn't think that she was just mad from not letting her have the wine she felt the need to act dramatically and she had to smash all the wine in the cellar so that she could show him that she only cared about the koshal bracha okay okay maharsha cool i think it's, it's a stretch but i'm here for it yeah if she was so pious and she really wanted to show him that that was what she cared about then yeah, like, obviously you need to break those bottles of wine. Like, sure. 
And an interesting tidbit I found that the pre-Magadim and Maharats Chayas, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, said is that in if this whole like breaking the bottle barrels of wine would have been an issue of Baltashris, but because she was showing a lesson, Baltashris doesn't apply in the in this situation. And an example of this that we know about is in weddings when you break the wine glass, it isn't considered Baltashris because it's it's a part of the mitzvah of the wedding. And one last tidbit that was super cool about this story that ultimately sold me was the gematria piece. And if you're not fans of gematria, then just, you know, hang in there. But basically, Yalta, the gematria for Yalta is the same gematria for the word emet. And in her actions, she was very truthful and proper. And the 400 aspect that basically she broke these 400 seals and it's the same gematria as ayin ra and it was alluding to like kind of like a mita connect mita thing where like uh ula's miserliness was the ayin ra and so she broke 400 seals kind of like alluding to his miserliness and then the last part of this story i'm just going to read from this explanation from the book because it's just written in such a theatrical dramatic way alternatively to prevent her ungrateful guest from benefiting any more from her wine she went down to the cellar to lock the door as she slammed and bolted it however the barrels tumbled resulting in the destruction of 400 casks the proof ben yehoyada which is kind of a tongue twister word name adds is that ula tried to placate yalta if she were just a foolish woman, disappointed in not obtaining a beverage, would such a great man have tried to appease her? And, like, this last part, just, I have the image of Yalta, like, being freaking crazy. And then this man being like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe I did this to you. She's just sitting there on her high and mighty throne saying, like, yeah, you freaking idiot. And the whole image just is really entertaining to me and so the lesson from this is and I have it written in my notes Yalta is cool be like Yalta but it's really about how Yalta was true to herself and she did something totally bonkers but she was rewarded for it and she was like God backs her up he's like Ula you did wrong and what she did was okay and I live for the drama of this story and I hope you enjoyed it I hope that my words today gave you some energy or uplifted you in any sort of way. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend. And thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye.